Oh, this is a day. This is a day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in Him. Oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. If only you can believe that there is a day that the Lord has made for you. And that day will come. That day must surely come. God is not perfect, imperfect. God is not partial. God loves us all. What he does for one, he will do for the other. But there's only one condition that is attached. If only you can trust in him. For they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that shall not be moved. Why? Because just as Jerusalem is surrounded by mountains, so the Lord surrounds those that trust in him. Brethren, how it happens to you, how it will happen, you don't need to know. Your own is just to trust the Lord. And your own is to be patient in, with him. This is one of the reasons why long-suffering or patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Brethren, this morning I want you to come with me and rejoice along with me as we rejoice with these people that are owners of this testimony. As the Lord has put smile on their faces, so will the Lord put smile on your face. So will the Lord give you reason to laugh. Sarah said, the Lord has brought laughter to me. When Sarah was given that verdict, when that promise was made to Sarah, Sarah laughed and wondered, how is it going to happen? Brethren, the reason why Sarah wondered was because Sarah was looking at the outer, outer appearance of him, her and, his, and her husband, Abraham. Abraham was very old. She was very old. So her old age did not align with the promises that was made to her. Her body function does not align with the promises that was made to her. All the conditions were not right. But the conditions not being right did not stop the word of God to come to pass. The situations not being right did not stop the promises of God to come to pass. The things we see around us, this is the reason why the Bible tells you and I that the just shall live by faith. I want you to sing this song with me. I am not moved by what I see. This message is for me. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. There's somebody that has to come to prayer line this morning to hear this. Peradventure, you're already here. Open your heart to receive. If you are sleeping this morning, it's not a time to sleep, my beloved. Oh, for I am not moved by what I see. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not moved by what I hear and me. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by what they say. Hallelujah. Only the word of God can move my heart. Oh, hallelujah. Brethren, the word of God moves you, moves your entire being. When that word was spoken to Sarah, the womb of Sarah received the word. 
When that word was spoken to Sarah, the physical look of Sarah absorbed the word. When that word was spoken to Sarah and Abraham, everything around them, circumstances around them, their emotions, their hormones, their cells, their organs, their blood, their water, all their makeup absorbed and received the word of God. And the word of God began to do his work in their life. This morning, before I share the testimony, I want you to declare over your life. Say, my life hear the word of God. Hear the word of God and receive the word of God. In the name of Jesus, every word that is spoken into me, every word that is spoken to me, let my life receive it. Let my body receive it. Let my soul, spirit, and body receive in the name of Jesus. Every word of God that comes forth from God, comes forth from the mouth of God, comes forth from every medium that I hear the word of God. Let my life receive now in the name of Jesus Christ. Brethren, it was the word that came. As that message came to Abraham and Sarah, something happened. Something so marvelous happened. Brethren, this morning, the testimony is going to come last. But as you patiently wait for that testimony, I want to quickly walk up your spirit, man. I want to quickly send the word of God into your spirit so that your faith will arise. Your faith will wake up. Your faith will be stirred up again. So when that testimony will come, you will connect your spirit, man, with the testimony. And your life will give back to this, your own testimony. But then listen to this message. This scripture you and I have read very well. We know it is talking, I'm talking from the book of Genesis. I'm talking about when Sarah and Abraham was given that verdict. Ah, brethren, Genesis chapter 24, you may have to take your time and read about it. There was something I found out that made the word of God to be prevalent in the life of Abraham and Sarah. Abraham was the one that called the one that gave him the testimony, the, the promise. Abraham was sitting, I'm going to give you the story. Abraham was sitting under a tree. Paraventure, he was just taking the evening breeze, relaxation. But while he was relaxing under this tree, there was something that happened in his spirit, man. He was spiritually very sensitive. He immediately saw men coming by him and he invited them. He told them to come. Abraham did them good. Abraham offered them meal. Abraham offered them a resting place. Paraventure, you are going on a journey. Come on, come and rest. Come and eat something. But then the men insisted that they were on their way. Abraham said, no. Come on. I have something for you. Was there food immediately? No. Immediately the men accepted and came closer. Abraham went into his tent and told his wife, listen, both Abraham and his wife played their role. The Lord opened my eyes to see this. But then this thing, this revelation I got is a one percent why many people don't receive their breakthroughs. Listen, Abraham was sensitive to receive the angel that was sent to him. Abraham was sensitive to re receive the messenger that was sent to him. Abraham, if he was insensitive, those messengers would have come and gone without him seeing them. He was resting, but yet he noticed these men. Not only did he notice them, he offered good. He did them good. Abraham offered them food. Abraham offered them resting place. 
Brethren, do you know that our destiny helpers can come on our way because of our insensitivity? Do you know destiny helpers can come our way because of our selfishness? Do you know destiny helpers, carriers of our breakthroughs, can come our way because of our self-centeredness? We will not be able to attract them. Abraham attracted these people that had his testimony, that had his breakthrough, and they came. He didn't know that he was hosting the Lord who has come to declare to him what will become of him. And this man came and he went to Sarah and said, Sarah, quickly prepare me for these people. But when I wondered now, woman, I wondered now, wife, Today's wife will say, Abraham, how could you have taken that kind of decision without informing me? You didn't even ask if we have bread in the house. You didn't even ask if we have fish. You didn't even ask. You went and offered these people meal without asking me. Bedrep, it's only because both Sarah and Abraham have good hearts. Both Sarah and Abraham, they both have heart of giving. Hmm. You are hearing something this morning. Sarah did not question Abraham. Brethren, do you know that Sarah called Abraham Lord? When Abraham was called Lord, that means Abraham is in charge of everything. Lord can do as he pleases. So he's not answerable to Sarah. This is the reason why Abraham came and issued verdict, issued command, issued instruction, and Sarah went ahead to obey. The Bible tells you and I that Sarah went in, prepared the meal, and brought the meal, and they ate the meal. After they ate the meal, they released their verdicts. But then let's come back to today's life. <laughs> How many of us will be able to, I'm talking to women, we are on Kingdom Women Prayer Line right now. How many of us will be able to receive our men and women of God will be able to receive strangers, visitors in our house. Your husband just walks into the house and says, sweetheart, there are people coming into the house right now. It's not as if they are on their way. They are already here. Enter the kitchen and begin to cook. How many of us will do it with excitement? How many of us will do it without grumbling? How many of us will do it with our whole heart? Brethren, I'm putting to you that Sarah did her assignment with her whole heart. That was why the blessing manufactured made blessing that was spoken to her came to pass. Sarah did what she was told. Abraham didn't go to the kitchen to cook the food. It was Sarah that cooked the food. Sarah made the food and brought the food and they ate. And then they lashed out their, their promises on her. While they were giving the message, she was just by the corner. She was listening. She laughed. And the Lord said to her, why did Sarah laugh? She said, Lord, I didn't laugh. You know why she was laughing? She was laughing because she was looking at her standards. She was laughing because she was looking at her own body. She was laughing because she was looking at her husband's body. What she was seeing in her husband and her own body, what she was seeing within and around her, do not equal what they were saying. But she didn't know that inside of her, there was something the Lord needed to work with. This morning, I bring it to you that the Lord looks at inside of us. The Lord looks at us and says, this one, there is something I want to do for her. But then this is the reason why you see that in a church of thousands of persons, it is not the thousands of persons in the church that comes out with their breakthroughs. 
There are churches where there are gatherings, there are places where only few people will be having breakthroughs. Some you'll be wondering, is it not the same man of God that is ministering? Is it not the same anointing? Is it not the same God? How come this kind of people, some of us have asked that question, why am I not experiencing breakthrough? Why am I not experiencing this testimony? I'm tired of hearing people's own. When will my own come? But then it is time to look inward. It is time to look inward. I began to understand what what the Lord was saying. The Lord said, look at these two people involved, Abraham and Sarah. Look at Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham was found blameless. No wonder he was chosen. But then the scripture tells you and I that he was chosen among the Lord. Do you know how many men in his time Abraham was chosen? Abraham wasn't the only son of his father. There were other sons of his father. There were other men in his generation. God singled Abraham out. I want you to pray at this junction. Lord, as you singled Abraham out and you singled Noah, these two men are men that I continue to wonder. These two men are the men that he started generation. He blessed the generation through Abraham. Then he started a new era on, on earth by Noah. He singled these two men out. Two of them, if you read, read using NLT version to read about them, you will see where he said he singled them out and he found them blameless. But then God is a, a, a God of individualistic. God. He is individualistic God. He looks at you as an individual. No matter how many you are in the crowd, no matter how many you are in the church, no matter how many you are in the family, he looks inward of you. He looks at the things around you, in you, within you. What are you? When he finds you blameless, he then makes a statement with you. Abraham was used to make a statement. Noah was used to make a statement. The statement that Abraham was used to make was what those angels came to tell them. He said, look, I'm going to bless you. Through you, the whole nations will be blessed. He made a statement with Noah. He found Noah blameless. He singled him out. He said, Noah, through you, I will start the earth that I have destroyed. Many, many men, boys, girls, human beings, animal, livestock, through you, they will come back to this earth after I have destroyed them. He made a statement with those. He made a statement with those he has singled out. But then I discovered as I saw John in this scripture reading, I found out that God makes statements with people he specifically finds blameless. The question this morning is, will the Lord find you blameless? This is the reason why we have different kind of testimonies. There are testimonies that you hear from certain people you'll be wondering, is this real? There are testimonies that you will question in your mind, you see, can this be possible? Because you cannot associate the person, the testimony carrier, testimony bearer, and the testimony. But look, God is the one that knows us internally. He knows our heart. He knows our being. He knows the one that trusts in him. I like what that scripture says, Nahum 1 verse 17. He knows those that trust in him. 17b. He knows those that trust in him. There are some of us that trust in him with our mouth. There are some of us that trust in him with our busy, busy, busy. But internally, our trust is 0.5%. When the chips are down, when we are hit with affliction, when we are hit with trial, your trust for the Lord does not show. Or you cannot say you trust the Lord when things are rosy. Your trust for the Lord is when things are really down. That's when test is. When you go for a student that goes to class Monday to Friday, 
normal class hours. You cannot say how good that student is until that student is faced with exams. So your exam in the Christendom is when temptation comes, when trial comes, when affliction comes, when persecutions come. That's when you can say you trust in the Lord. Believers, I put it to you this morning that many Christians, many believers, many of us in the body of Christ do not actually trust in the Lord. And there are lots and lots of baggages in all that have made God not to find us blameless. A man, a woman that has found blameless before God must always be used for a statement. Your testimony is a statement to set up. But then that, that scripture drew my attention to three basic things. One was the action of Sarah. Another one was the action of who? Abraham. How Abraham just gave up. He's resting. How he just switched from somebody that wants to rest, somebody that wants to sleep, to somebody that is now hosting strangers. How many of us can host a stranger? Do we know in hosting strangers we host angels? Do we know in hosting strangers we host our destiny carriers? We pray for destiny carriers, uh, de our destiny helpers. We pray for our destiny helpers to come our way. Most times, do you think your destiny helper is going to be a known person? A destiny helper does not necessarily have to be somebody you already know. It can be a stranger. But a destiny helper who is a stranger can only be attracted to you if you have a good heart. Because it is that your goodness that you will use to get that person to you. No wonder the Bible tells us to do good. In the art of doing good, you will attract your destiny helper. Abraham was one man that always did good. It was his good acts, his good deeds that brought those men. But then what is the condition of your heart? What is the condition of your heart? I don't know about you. I've been doing so searching. This time we're fasting. This time we're getting into the new year it is not the time to do it the way we have always done it this is the time to do it in a different way because new us has emerged new us has emerged so do it differently from the way you were doing it what is the condition of your heart are you still thinking about things you used to think do you still talk about things you used to talk do you act the way you used to act as i spoke to myself this morning Richard, you need to be a new you. And new you, can you cannot answer new you with your mouth. It has to be seen in you. Through your words, through your actions. Because God is looking for. I did tell us as we started this new year that this is a year of great manifestation. This is a year that God is looking for men that he will use for his entire work. This year is not an ordinary year. God is looking for those that he will find blameless. God is looking for Noah's. God is looking for Abraham's. God is looking for new men and women that he's going to make statement with. He made statement with all these men. Believers, this morning is a conscious decision that every one of us has to make. That we need to look deep into us. Enough of us hearing the word of God are not transforming us. The Holy Spirit that is in us is not just given to us just to speak in tongues. The Bible tells us that it's evidenced by speaking in tongues. But the Holy Spirit is in you and I to transform us to be like Christ. The Holy Spirit is in us to help us to become what we mirror every day. What do we mirror? The word of God. According to 2 Corinthians 3.18, it tells us that. 
we are to transform to that image as we behold the glory, as we read the word, as we hear the word, as we meditate on the word, we are supposed to become the word. How I love to be exactly what I read daily. But then there are certain scriptures where you read it, you, you on that spot you begin to judge yourself. When you read the book of Colossians chapter 3, after you re finish reading that, I don't know if it happens to any of you. When any time I read Colossians 3, when I finish, I pause. I ask myself, all this thing, anger, wrath, malice, all this, is it not in me? Is it not in me? And if it's in me, if right now Jesus comes, will I make it? It is time to assess yourself every day. It is time not to wait for man to assess you. It is time not to wait for Satan to assess you because Satan assesses us. Satan gives us results every day. You know how he gives you results? When you pray and you become, you go, go to your father and ask, God will be wanting to answer. Satan will come and meet God. So you want to answer this one. Is it not your word? Just like he tried Jesus. Is it not your word that says this and this should not be found? Can't you see that this thing is in this life? So when we present ourselves before him, that's why the Bible calls him the accuser of bedroom. Jesus said, the gods of this world have come and found nothing in me. We need to get to that place where he will come and will find nothing in us. But then I just want you to pray for yourself at this point. I'm about to share the testimony. Say, Lord, anything in my life that Satan has seen, that is using to accuse me before your presence. Father, I decree this morning that the Holy Spirit in me will remove it. In the name of Jesus. That was why we started with our worship section. For those of you that logged on on time. Let the Holy Spirit remove everything that will not make me be like Jesus. At this point, I want you to pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, everything in me that will not make me be like you. Everything in me that will not make me be exactly like you, Holy Spirit. Remove from me. I can't do it by myself. This was the reason why you were given to me. The Father sent the Holy Spirit to help me. Holy Spirit, anything that will not let me be like Jesus, that will not let me act like him, talk like him, walk like him. Holy Spirit, please remove from me. Help me. Help me. I need help. I need help. 2020 is not a year that I will take the way I took other years. 2020 is not a year I will just live by it. I want to live being transformed. I want to live becoming a new me. I want to live like Jesus. I want to live that men will see me as the Bible they ought to read. That whenever I go, wherever I am, men will see me and they will remember the past of the scripture because my life is acting that way. The Bible tells me clearly better. This is a scripture that holds me to, to ransom. Anytime I read that scripture, it is book of John chapter 15 verse 7. It holds me to ransom. Anytime I think about it, let my word abide in you and you abide in me, whatever you want. But then this is the reason I know that if he abides in me and I abide in him, ah, there will no longer be lack. Remember the Lord has given us this prayer line. He gave us that this is our year of limitless possibility. It is those that abide in him and he abides in them that will get whatever they want. Therefore, you will not be living in that possibility. That realm of everything is possible because that's his word. That scripture holds me to ransom. Every time I remember it, I say, Lord, if I am still seeking this, if I'm still asking for this, if I can ask for this and I'm not getting this because your word is not abiding in me. For 
for the word of God to abide in you is not just to cram it, to have it off head. It's for it you to become the walking word, to become the living word. Your life becomes the word. Your life becomes scripture. Your life becomes the Bible that men will read. Father, this morning I'm asking, help me, help me, Lord, help me. I want you to pray, pray with that fervency, pray with this holy anger in you. Lord, help me to become this Bible that I read every day. Transform me. Translate me. Oh Lord, help me. I need help. I can't do it. I've tried it on my own. I've tried it in my way. I've tried talking it with my lips. It's not working. I need you to help me. Open your mouth and pray. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. That was our worship this morning. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I can't do it on my own. Remind me of things I need to know. Remind me of things I have known. Remind me of things I have read that I'm not putting in action. Whenever I am sleeping off, whenever I'm doing contrary to what the Word of God says, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help me. 2020 can't be like other years. I've lived so much years on earth. Yet, my transformation is very slow. I want to transform. It might not come fully this year, but Lord, I want men to see and they will see a new me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I'm asking on behalf of the church of God. Transform us. Let the body of Christ be transformed to be like Jesus. That is why you are the head and we are the body. Let the head that is in us, let the Holy Spirit that is in us begin to transform us afresh. Change us, Lord. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Amen. And let everyone say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Believers, I just want to quickly share. And I want you to rejoice as your faith has been stirred up. Let it connect to this testimony. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What an awesome time. Thank you, Father. I have a few minutes to share it. But when I, it's, um, it's, uh, uh, one of us wrote a text to me and said, Sister, I just want you to agree with me. Ah, this God is good. I just want to sing this song. This God, he's so good. You are good to me. You're so faithful and kind. You are the apple of my eyes, the one that helps me home every day and night. Lord, you are the one that answers all prayers. Oh, you are the one who bless you. You have made me so proud. You have made me so gracious. You have decorated me. Thank you. If no one would praise you, I am here to praise you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be your holy name. In the name of Jesus. But then he, he wrote to me and said, I just want you to agree with me. I want the Lord to help show me this kindness. I am a contrast staff. And I want to be, I'm tired of changing jobs. I want to be converted to permanent staff. And we began to pray. She said, I don't know how it's going to be done. And I said to her, we do not have to know how it's going to be done. It was the same Sarah that I used to speak to her. And the Lord convinced her. Immediately I said it. She said, you are right. I said, go in and put in your application. And she did. As I speak to you, she has been converted to staff. 
in the history of the company, if you're a contract staff, they finish using you, they send you away. They do not convert contract staff because the contract staff knows all things. So by the time you are applying as a staff, you'll be, they, you'll be expecting too much. So they don't. They can't negotiate your salary. So they don't do it. So for the first time, they took her and she had to negotiate the salary because she knows all things as 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 as, as regards the company. She was given a package that is bigger than her boss. As she resumed the job, they found out that her performance is better than her boss and they made her to become her boss's boss. They made her to become her boss's boss. It can only be God. I don't know who is believing for such a miracle. I don't know who is believing. To, I call I call her two in one miracle. I call that miracle two in one. She was converted from from contract staff. Her contract would have ended by December last year. Not only would she have renewed, but instead of renewing, she was made a permanent staff. And another thing, promotion. Now she has become her boss's boss. I just want you to connect to that if that is your desire. If that's your greatest desire, please connect to that. The second testimony. I'll be reading out testimonies because I had a lot of them that were piling up that we did weren't sharing. And the Lord said to me, if you are grateful that I did all these things, if you know that you don't want to withhold more testimonies, you better share. And I'm going to be sharing them as we have our prayer meetings. The number two is uh, a sister that I've long known and the sister's destiny, uh, marital destiny was being, being altered and we were praying about it. All of a sudden I was praying one day and the Lord said to me, tell the, elder sister, the younger sister to apply for her to come to the United Kingdom. And they did the first application. Visa was denied. Eventually, she was given visa and she came. But then three weeks into coming to United Kingdom, she met with her husband. This particular sister is age 52. She's not a young woman. Not only did she meet her husband, she met her soulmate. I am so thrilled. When I met both of them, when I saw them, you will know. That you don't need anybody to tell you that this is her soulmate. Just last weekend here, they were legally married. I just want you to connect to these testimonies. If you are believing God for your marital breakthrough, connect to these testimonies. If you are believing God for your promotion, for your change in levels, connect to this testimony. The same God that did it for them, it's the same God that will do yours. I want you at this point to exalt the name of the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord who is the doer of this miracle. It was not done by man. It was not done by me. It was not done by them. But it was done by God Almighty. Father, we just bless you. Thank you for bringing peace to us. Thank you for bringing this joy. Because the sister said, Sister Rachel, I have peace. Why would she have peace? Because marriage... Marital issue, marital prayer points, all these years that has been answered. The same God that have done it is about to do somebody under the sound of my voice. I don't know if you are believing for somebody. 
I don't know if you are believing for yourself, but I want to tell you that the God of heaven and earth is still in the business of answering prayers. If only you would trust in him. If only you would trust. The God that gave Sarah laughter at that age, gave Abraham laughter at age 100. That God is here. I don't know your age. You may be 100, you may be less, you may be above. But that God that does not look at age to answer you is here again to do it. Father, we bless your name. Father, we give you praise. We give you all glory, honor, adoration. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Believers, let's share the grace in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow me, Rachel Uchonye Aduva, and my entire household, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless you from Zion. I'll see you again, same time tomorrow. Bye. I love you. Shalom. Bye-bye.